1: It's a good day. It's a great day, in fact. Given the results of last night's election in Virginia, still up in the air in New Jersey, and locally in school board elections, and in Congressional District 15. We get to all of it here in hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Take us with you wherever you go. iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. Search our own app. I listen to that every morning with Hugh Hewitt while I'm getting ready to take my girls to school. Search 989-FM-THE-ANSWER. In the iTunes and Google Play Store, I'll be hosting the Hugh Hewitt Show on Monday. Unless I get head faked again. On Tuesday, rather. Tuesday. I got head faked last week. Last Monday, I was... Was it Monday? It was Monday. I was supposed to host the Hugh Hewitt Show. And uh, something came up that changed Hugh's plans, and I did not get to host for him. Which, you know, I'm really surprised, Aaron, that Hugh soldiered on and did the show last Monday in light of the Browns' loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thought that might put Hugh under the table. Fifteen to ten loss. Yeah, it was bad. That was bad. Now we are the home of the Steelers, uh, not because we are overpopulated with Steeler fans, but because there are Steeler fans in Central Ohio. And we're about serving you. And the Browns were here for how many years? Were the Browns here?
0: Oh. Five, six.
1: Uh, no, maybe, I think, four. We had the Steelers first, then the Browns, and back to the Steelers. Did we have the pleasure of having the Browns during the Hugh Jackson era? The 0-16 Browns? We have Yes. Them so their loyalty to us was to leave us when they got good after we had them when they were lousy. Uh, so now we have the Steelers, so I do chortle a bit over the fact that the Steelers beat the Browns. Ben Roethlisberger, like 24-2. and two against the Browns. Twenty four two and one for the old Finley Ohio native. Yeah. He's for got me, something. Him celebrating on the Browns field after that game. Was I mean just why not? He's, he said that's the last time he's gonna do it. So okay, good for uh, him. Yeah. Well I'm celebrating wins by Erica Detweiler and Sonia Walker, Jonathan Alder School Board. That's great. With one member on the board right now, uh I was just gonna tell you, teachers There's a new sheriff in town. They're not anti-teacher, but just a select few of you in administration out there who think you can impose your will on people who do not share your opinion, and that's not going to happen. Not anymore. So thank you, voters. It was overwhelming. Detweiler and Walker with more than 30% of the vote. The two incumbents got 21 and 15%. News not as good in Upper Arlington. You guys blew it in UA. You had a chance to put Liz Easton on the board. She finished third among, I think they had six people running in UA. But you did get Lou Souter on, so that's good. Southwestern City Schools, you got the right two. The two we recommended. Hilliard, you got two of the three we recommended. You'd have been better off voting Lisa Chafee on. (coughs) Excuse me. But you got Beth Murdoch and Zach Vorst on. And Dublin... I know many of you tried. You tried very hard. Unfortunately, Diana Rigby and Sherry Stryker came in third and fourth in a field of eight, and you take the top two. So I, I'm not as optimistic about the future of Dublin schools. In Congressional District 15, hooray for us. We finally get represented in Congress after Steve Stivers walked out on us in May to land softly in the uh, top job at the Ohio Chamber of Commerce. Mike Carey trounces Allison Russo and her incredibly cute daughter, who she uh, advantaged in her television commercials, Uh, the district leans uh, nine points red. Uh, Mike Carey got 58% of the vote, 58% of the vote. So he uh, won handily over Allison Russo. I wonder if Alison will take a uh, animal house attitude toward that. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Will she be back to run against Mike Kerry next year? Because Mike Kerry has to run for re-election in 2022. Uh, Mike Kerry this is where people are going to say, oh, that Donald Trump endorsement, that made all the difference for Mike Kerry I think it made the difference for Mike Kerry in the primary. I don't think it made a bit of difference in the general. I really don't. And it really doesn't. Trump is taking a victory lap. This is what Trump does. It's fine. I'm, I'm not anti-Trump. We just don't need Trump to run for president. I will say, just in a personal note, there is a certain uh, what is that when you delight in somebody else's um, somebody else's misfortune, Aaron? Is that Schadenfreude? Is that what they call it? Oh man,
0: you're talking the wrong guy. Come on, you're a man
1: of the people. You're a you're a man of letters. I'm sure you can uh, <laughs> tell me what Schadenfreude is. I think that's when you take pleasure in the uh, misfortune of others. I will take Schadenfreude over the fact that Haley B. Miller of the Columbus Dispatch had to write the story about Mike Carey trouncing Allison Russo because I know that that pained Haley B. Miller almost as much as it pained Jake Tapper to take the stage last night on CNN when it became clear that Glenn Youngkin was going to beat Terry McAuliffe in the Virginia governor's race. This is the announcement that Joe Biden will not be happy to hear Uh, And it also shows how incredibly divided this country is. They would have to be willing to say. That's Joy Reid there. This is a compilation of leftist tears. How does it show how incredibly divided the country is when a state Virginia that voted 10 points for Joe Biden repudiates everything about his administration and elects a guy who had zero name recognition in the state of Virginia. He's a private businessman, Glenn Youngkin. He's like the Mitt Romney of Virginia. He's like milk toast, middle of the road, nice guy, wears a sweater vest. You know, come on. This shows how incredibly divided the country is? No, Jake Tapper, no. It doesn't show how incredibly divided the country is. The fact that Glenn Youngkin won explains how Lou Souter won a board position in Arlington. How Erica Detweiler and Sonia Walker won a board position in Jonathan Alder. How Boso and Martindale won in the Southwestern City School District. How Vorst and Murdoch won in Hilliard. It's the same reason. It's not how incredibly divided the country is. It's how incredibly ticked off the country is with how things are going. Remember there was this meme on social media. How it started, how it's going. Like, how it started was always the good picture. How it's going, not so good. Like, gas prices are a disaster. Food prices are a disaster. If you can even get food. If the shelves even have food. As I said yesterday, we are all being served the socialism sampler on the Joe Biden appetizer buffet. You know, a sampler. You get, yeah, you here's... Know, you don't get a whole order of cheese sticks. You don't get a life of gas prices you can't ever afford. You're getting a month and then two months and then three months of gas prices steadily, incrementally increasing. Oh, they're up at $3 now. Where will they be in a couple more years? Will they be at $4? Would you, would you bet no on that? What do you think's more likely? You'll ever see $2, under $2 a gallon gas again? Or over $4 a gallon gas again? What do you think's more likely? <clears throat> How does it taste, that socialism sampler? How do you like migrants streaming across the border, unvetted, possibly with COVID, flown into your, your community? How do you like that? How do you like allies who the next time our doddering, sleepy president calls them and says, hey, we need your help on something? France will say, oh, oh, you need our help on something, huh? I might might have been eager to offer that help before you backdoored us on that submarine deal with Australia. Or you call England. What do you think? England will say, oh, we'll be right there, Mr. President. After all, I mean, you really, you put us in such a great spot in Afghanistan with the way you withdrew from there in the dead of night. Like that? You like that bite on the socialism sampler? Do you like having a president who asks Russia? Here's a list of, uh, of of 10 companies that if any of your hackers who you say you don't know anything about, but you and I both know, like, you know everything that goes on in this place, because if, if you don't, like, you're going to wipe them off the face of the earth and they'll never be heard from again. Would you please, like, not hack these industries? Hold on. Just hang on, Vladimir. i got to go over here and see my friends from OPEC and beg them to produce more oil. I mean, for Jake Tapper to say, oh, the country's incredibly divided. No, it isn't! The country's awake. And the country's ticked. And the country wants... Here's a novel idea. They want competence. They want their government to reflect what's important to them center-right stances on issues that's what they want center-right okay i don't think people want to take away abortion i would but it's not a country where everybody's like oh baby kill it whenever you want to in fact after it's born kill it if you want to oh You feel like a girl, ergo you are a girl, ergo you can be in the locker room with my daughter. Okay, I can't argue with that. That's not the position of our country. And so when Democrats adopt these positions, things like last night happened in Virginia and things like that happen here in our local areas because all politics is— National and all politics is local because national politics is local politics and local politics is national politics right now. We're fighting over the same issues everywhere. So last night was a good night because we went from the crushing defeat of losing the White House, the Senate, and the House of Representatives to getting some very consequential wins last night. But we can't relax. We can't stop. We got to stay engaged. We got to keep winning because we... A year from today could really, really deal a death blow to this presidency and everything, everything that grows off of it. This is why I should never be trusted with math and with my memory. In most school board elections around the state of Ohio, there were two open seats. And I knew this when I had her on the show, Diana Rigby, candidate from Dublin, that they had three open spots on their board. But in all the excitement of Election Day and all the other elections I'm tracking in Dublin and in Hilliard and in Southwestern city schools and in UA and in Jonathan Alder, it just slipped my mind. I have said on the show today, and I want to correct it now, that Diana Rigby did not get elected. She did get elected. She was third in the race. She got elected. Unfortunately, Sherry Stryker, who is like-minded with Diana, finished fourth and did not get on. So that increases our success rate. So we got one out of two in Dublin. got two out of two in Jonathan Alder. We didn't get any in Olin (sighs) Tangy. Man, I feel bad for you Olin Tangy parents who voted for Jennifer Foyt and Felicia Castle. You were on the right side of that, and now you are... mm, I fear for your kids. I do. I do. Uh, we got one out of two in Upper Arlington with Lou Souter. We got two out of two in Southwestern. So look at that. It's a pretty good success rate right there. One out of three in Dublin. Two out of two in Jonathan Alder. None in Olin Tangy. One out of two in UA. Two out of two in Southwestern. And two out of three in Hilliard. So good. More than good. Excellent. That's the equivalent of going winless before because all the boards were horribly woke or the people who understand that yeah parents should have a right to weigh in on their kids education yeah we shouldn't be teaching pornographic smut as literature yeah we shouldn't be having bathrooms that put boys and girls in the same space those candidates were outnumbered on boards now mm, they're less outnumbered if they're outnumbered at all so that's a very 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 good thing uh mike carey held on to the seat congressional district 15 vacated by steve stivers uh, Columbus, not a lot I can do for you. Uh, you had a chance to elect Tom Susie the city council. You blew it. You voted for more of the same policies that have led to record numbers of murders, well, very soon, with like two or three more murders, two years in a row. I also, I feel bad for those of you in the city of Columbus who understand the importance of charter schools. You had an advocate on the Columbus City School Board, James Ragland. Appointed in 2018, elected in 2019. But James Ragland, James Ragland is not, he's not approved by the Democratic Party. Oh, yes, I know, he's black, and he looks like he would be all in on your anti-charter school mindset. But see, James Ragland, like, he has this quirk. This quirk James Ragland has is his eyes work. Oh, and he has another quirk. He cares about kids. He has this weird, goofy thought that kids who go to school should actually get educated, James Raglan. I know. I know. He's a radical. So, of course, James Raglan got voted off the school board because he wants to help you send your kids to charter schools like KIPP that have a waiting list of over 2,000 kids. And they're really doing the job at Columbus City Schools with that waiting list at KIPP. <laughs> I applaud James Raglan, who last night in the face of losing put his personal integrity ahead of his uh, public office hopes. He told the dispatch, you cannot play politics with the lives of these kids. I stand by everything that I did. I stand by everything that I said. I told the truth. And those that are in power punished me for it, and I'm okay with that. That's right. That's the right attitude. You stand. You'll get attacked. You'll get buffeted. You'll get knocked off balance from time to time, but you stand. You stand right where you are, James Ragland. He said, there's been a need for change for our young people over decades. And the entire time this district has been going down... It's been under Democratic Party leadership. The disenfranchised people of this city have not benefited from our party's leadership, and our school district certainly has not benefited from our party's leadership. But James Ragland never really fit. From the moment that he became the director of provider outreach for School Choice Ohio, they were going to get James Ragland. They were going to twist anything James Ragland did, said, or shared. And they got him off. And now they'll fight the expansion of charter schools and the like in the state of Ohio. And the kids who are imprisoned in Columbus City Schools, awful education morass, will suffer for it. And so will the parents. So I'm sad for you in Columbus. I'm sad for you in Olentangy because you had an opportunity and a lot of you came out and a lot of you really good people. I think of the faces of the people who met me at that candidate forum for Jen Foyt and Felicia Castle, and I'm crushed. I'm crushed because here's what came across to me that night. Man, those parents love their kids. They really love their kids. What is more honorable, loving your kids or loving a political ideology? Because if you voted against Foyt and Castle by not voting for them in Olin Tanji, you voted for ideology. Like, you can you can indoctrinate your kids at home, mom and dad. You don't need to hire a teacher to do it. You don't need to hire school board members who will make it happen for you. But you're a true believer in wokeism. You're just too lazy to do it yourself. So you want to force other people who don't believe like you do to send their kids to a school which you now have assured will continue slide into mediocrity at Liberty, at Olentangy, at Orange, and elsewhere in the district, Berlin.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.